Welcome back to The Need to Know, a podcast presented by We Roam Freely. We Roam Freely is a nonprofit organization dedicated to uplifting and showcasing women and non-binary artists of color and fighting against systemic racism in the arts. We have some amazing artists lined up to share their stories and help inspire creators like you along their journey. Stay till the end of our episode to find out more about our current artist opportunities and events. On this week's episode, our host Sayaka chats with artist and founder Jackie Liu. Jackie is an acrylic painter from West Massachusetts and runs a nonprofit called Colors of Care. Colors of Care is an organization that uses art to deliver love and support to those in emotional need. The organization creates and shares original coloring pages for free, aiming to evoke artistic creativity in individuals and encourage the discovery of joy and positivity through art. In this episode, we get to know Jackie, her inspirations for starting the nonprofit, as well as her emotional and physical artistic process. Jackie talks about how the pandemic has affected her art and also mentions a term she coined, paint dysmorphia, which I think a lot of artists might relate to. All right, let's get into it. Are you like a morning or a night person? I think I'm a morning person. Um, my circadian rhythm is really annoying, so it wakes me up at like the same time every day. So even if I stay up till like 2 a.m., I will still wake up early. So got to be disciplined. <laughs> what time do you usually wake up? Um, usually it's like, it used to be back before school went virtual, it was like seven every morning on the dot, but now it's more like eight. So getting better. (laughs) Are you, um, so you're taking virtual classes now, so you have to be up for something. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that kind of sucks. Can't really sleep in. (laughs) That does suck. Uh, is there a time that you can remember like in your childhood just growing up that you had like a really bad hairstyle? Like you went to someone to get it done and they messed it up. (laughs) Yep, yep. My entire like first five years of existence, I think I went to snippets, but they gave me like the worst haircut. It was like so short and spiky. It wasn't even like a bowl cut, like the classic. So it was like a baby. pixie was, cut type thing or like a but spiky? Worse, but like, worse. It was like Like pink, you know the pink the artist? Oh yeah, but but worse than pink. <laughs> like so much worse. That sounds awful. Yeah. Now, I never heard of snippets, but we have this thing called like great clips or great cuts, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time I was there and I was like, it was a Sunday and most like African-American hair shops are closed on Sundays and I really needed my hair washed. And they're like, yeah, we can finger dry your hair for $30. And I was like, what's finger dry? And they're like, you know, we just kind of <laughs> go in and dry it with your hand. And I was like, that's not going to work for me. And I just left. <laughs> I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. No, I never went uh, back after that. Yeah, no, I was, I'm not even going to call you guys again. Yeah, they gave that lollipop, so that was the only reason why they got my service. Capitalist sheep at age five. Uh, not the lollipop made it better. Uh, so, Jackie, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us about yourself, where you're from, what you do. Okay, hello. My name is Jackie Liu. I'm 17. I'm from Western Massachusetts, and I'm an acrylic painter. How was it like being in Massachusetts? I've never been. Um, I have been here since the womb, so I don't know what it's like to be anywhere else. But yeah, it's nice. It's it's interesting. Um, <laughs> I don't really, yeah, I don't think I have any good standard for comparison, but winters are tough. Seasonal depression, yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. I'm originally from upstate New York, like Syracuse. 
So you haven't like, you've never left Massachusetts at all? Like not even to travel? I have to travel, but like not like substantially to the point where I could actually get a genuine feel of what a community is like more for just like a couple days passing here and there. Um, yeah, we have family friends who live in New Jersey and I think that's the closest to another state that I've like actually substantially interacted in, but I still, I think you can never really understand the feel of a place until you actually live there for a while. Yeah, I whole hundred, like wholeheartedly believe that. Um, I when I was in high school, like we never like really traveled. Like most of my friends would like kind of you know travel like during the summer and things like that, and we never really did. So um, my first time traveling alone, like I went to Atlanta for a few days, like five maybe. And it was so like eye opening, exhilarating. Like I couldn't believe like city. Like there was something outside of like yeah. little North Carolina, you know. Like yeah. I've been to, like upstate, like New York City, like a few times, but like it was, it was a beautiful thing to see. Um, just a diverse crowd. Yeah, out there. Yeah. And then I did move to um, New York City a little bit, and I believe you when you say like you don't really know what it's like until you live somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I know you're gonna experience that. It was great. <laughs> Where do you dream about going? or living or moving to? Um, so a couple of years ago, I was like a runner up. I was one of the finalists for this t-shirt design contest for this nonprofit called Girl Up. And so they flew out the finalists for free to LA um, for a weekend. That was so exciting, but it was just, they had palm trees like in the street. <laughs> I just cannot imagine. We have disgusting snow. Um, yeah. So honestly nice weather i i know it's like it shouldn't make or break where i want to go but it's it changes everything i feel you the weather does play a big role yeah. i've never been off the east coast that's exciting mm-hmm. i'm still playing i'm like i don't even know if the west coast exists because i've never seen it yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know it felt like a fairy tale it's crazy that t-shirt competition like what did you submit for them so it was like I don't actually remember what my design was. Actually, no, I do. So I didn't end up winning. I ended up finishing second. Um, But it was a collaboration with Fabletics. And the theme was like girl heroes because they're a nonprofit that works with under the United Nations Foundation. And they um, like implement leadership programming for girls around the world and also do like funding for UN programs that um, help girls in the areas of like education leadership safety that kind of thing so yeah i think i just did like a design on my ipad i'm not actually good at digital art so i just entered on a whim but like somehow it worked out (laughs) so it was a win-win regardless for you (laughs) yeah yeah is that how you um kind of got your journey into the whole healing and nonprofit situation that you found yourself in um i feel like i've always been kind of geared toward like utilizing my art for something greater than myself because I don't know I just like I've always loved making art but I wanted to it always felt kind of self-serving since it was just like oh this is a hobby for me and I wanted to do more with it so I think the first nonprofit thing that it kind of like started in my brain in like eighth grade but um, I founded a nonprofit called Colors of Care I think officially when I was in ninth grade it I incorporated it. Um, yeah, so. Now, so do you have a name for your nonprofit? 
Yeah, it's called Colors of Care. Okay, so that's where you came up with the name. I thought you said that's where you started, like, your first one, and then you already started your second one. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, that's why I was confused. I was like, wait, which one do you have now? Okay. So it was very, like, informal back when I was coming up with it, and there were, like, a lot of failed um, iterations. But, yeah, so basically I just made a bunch of coloring pages digitally and then started sharing them with hospitals across the country and a couple in Canada in the UK. So it's at total like 120 hospitals right now. And then um, five foster care programs and then 13 boys and girls clubs. I was trying to reach out more, but then the pandemic happened. So I kind of like paused the outreach because I feel like it would be insensitive to be like, oh, hi, like we know you're in a global pandemic. Do you want some coloring pages to make it better? So. You Honestly, you should have because bill collectors have been like, hey, like I know you're in a global pandemic, but we need our money tomorrow. This is true. You should this have. Is true. I would have been like, oh, you're offering me coloring pages and not problems. Yeah. That's true. But, no, that's such a beautiful thing to start at such a young age. Um, do you mind sharing where you even got that concept why it came about and why do you feel like it's your duty to use your art to utilize your art for others and not just yourself right so um not for colors of care specifically um my older brother has an autoimmune no not an autoimmune an immunodeficiency condition and it's like pretty life-threatening and he has had it for I think five years now, maybe more. But so he, there were a lot of trips like in and out of the hospital. Sometimes he would stay for like an entire week. And so through that experience, like visiting him in the hospital, I kind of saw how traumatic hospital stays could be. So that's how specifically I came up with the idea of making drawings for pediatric patients. And then I just came on, came upon the idea of coloring pages because it's like technically infinitely recyclable, infinitely scalable, if I can just share them with a ton of different hospitals. Because at first I wanted to make like personalized drawings, but then I was like, there's no way that I yeah. like, as one person can just do that much and make an impact. So that's how that came about. But um, I mean, you will yeah. still make an impact. It'll just be a smaller one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. small ones still make big, big waves. That is true. That is true. Yeah. That's really beautiful. And you've been doing this, uh, I'm going to say about seven years now, guessing. Because you're 17, eighth grade. I'm sorry, I'm really bad at the ages, actually. How long have you been working with <laughs> No, it's all good. So I think about five years now. Okay, about five years. And where do you see yourself going with that? Like, what are your dreams, your ambitions? Or is this something you feel like you phase out of and do something different later on? Um, I think that I'm not exactly sure what role it's going to play later in life. But recently, a freshman, actually, okay, I actually don't know. <laughs> what grade she's in but an underclassman at my school reached out to me who's also into art and she wanted to help out so I think this is definitely something that I can try and like recruit more artists for and then pass on um yeah because I just don't know what where life is going to take me but I definitely want this to live on in some way yeah I definitely think you should start a team up um we roam freely is actually a nonprofit as well um, based on sharing and representing non-binary women, BIPOC. Is that how you say it? BIPOC? BIPOC? I don't know. I yeah, say BIPOC when I say crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's getting kind of crazy. But yeah, and I thought it was very beautiful because um, when I met TA, I kind of just met her on the street and it just seemed to me at first like a platform where she showed it on Instagram. Mm. showcasing on my Instagram and then you look into it and it's like she has podcasts, webinars, art shows and all these different things and she's only been up and running for three years and yeah, I think it's very really beautiful awesome. that people were like hey like I see a problem I'm going to do something about it 
So you definitely have room to expand. I think we're like a team of five right now. And I know like this is going to be a huge thing for her. Like whether I'm there or not, like I know it's going to be like right. this. We run for like, it's going to be a huge thing. And it's just yeah. an honor to say that I'm able to start out with them. And I think it'll be an honor for whoever hit you up, this, you know, be up like they started out with you. Because even still, it could be like something you leave for like your high school or something. Yeah, no, that's true. But no, that's really beautiful that you took time out of your life to do that. And I thank you for all of those that you do impact. Thank you so much. So a little bit more about you. Can you like kind of walk us through like your creative process? Like where do you get the inspiration? Do you sketch it out first? Do you paint on it straight hand? Like do you use your fingers? Do you use like the tools (laughs) do you use? I want to know. Okay. So my, I feel like I don't have a very good like systematic process um inspiration wise it can kind of be anything like sometimes i start with a concept like okay i want to make a painting about this topic or like this feeling or sometimes it's just like i see an image and i want to build a painting around that Um, but usually i get my ideas either when i'm in the shower or about to fall asleep and i'm trying to go to sleep and then i just get an idea it's very strange but um if i'm like about to go to sleep and i'll usually um use the notes app on my phone and then do a little like finger drawing with the the tool just to like (laughs) jot down my thoughts before I forget um but if I'm if I just like have access to a sketchbook then I try to do a rough sketch and then usually that goes through a couple versions um and then if I use references I'll usually try to take my own so I look like a fool and I use a self timer with my (laughs) with my phone and then I do poses whatever I need um and then I do a couple more sketches and then I just start I do the painting I think that's wild because I have a you make TikToks with your paintings don't you yes Yes, okay yes yes. I have a friend as well he does that too and he was like the first person because usually when you I see someone paint they just go straight to the canvas and he was like the first, like he's like sat there and he takes his process, like how he thought of it, how he got the idea, like how you said, like you're like taking pictures and like trying to get the right poses. Yeah. <laughs> like tell us a little bit about your TikTok that you, like, that you do with them as well. So the TikTok thing is actually funny. So I started it, my account as a joke in March because I was bored, um, <laughs> pandemic boredom. But so, yeah, my, my original bio was Charlie D'Amelio, please notice me. So that was that. And he just started like um, sharing like the TikToks are actually not as much work as I thought they would be. But I just threw out my painting process or like if sketching is involved, I just take short snippets with my phone camera and then I uh, edit them all together with iMovie at the end. And yeah, sometimes lately I've been trying to do voiceovers and like commentary and stuff. But yeah, before it was just more mainstream TikTok trends. Yeah, so I'm trying to find my own niche. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. I'm going to send you his page after. I think you guys like have like a lot in common, Loki. Actually, I was going to ask you, what's your sign? Because you're saying like you get your best ideas right before you go to sleep and when you're in the shower. My Zodiac Yeah, sign? if you mind sharing. I'm like Cancer. I knew you were a water sign. <laughs> I don't know anything about astrology. so I'm not huge into <laughs> it, but like I like to pick up on like little things like that. So I can like build my own knowledge based. Like, you know, some people like kind of just put it on the internet for you. I'm like, I'm going to just pick up on people, like see it in real life and then see if it adds up to what people tell me on the internet or information that I read. Wow. But no, I kind of had a feeling you're a water sign because showers for me, they're like kind of rejuvenating. Like mm-hmm. you just clear your head, like you get the best ideas, process some real emotions. It's like a whole new yeah. world when you get out. <laughs> I know, I know. And I'm also, I do this weird thing 
lately I've been kind of slacking, but I'm trying to improve my Spanish. So sometimes I will like talk to myself in Spanish when I'm in the shower to try and improve. And it sounds so stupid, but I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's all that matters. You're going to be doing a TikTok in Spain fluently commenting in Spanish one day. <laughs> what? But no, so you, what type of materials do you use? You said you're an acrylic artist? Yeah, so painter? I use acrylic paint. Um, I think I got into it mainly because it's a lot cheaper, but also I, at first I hated it because it dries so fast and I couldn't like blend or anything. And I was such a perfectionist and blending was so like essential for me, but then I kind of fell in love with it because it forced me out of that bubble of perfectionism and it forces me to work fast and to adapt. So I really love it for that. And then I also, yeah, so I basically just use acrylic paint. Sometimes I use imitation gold leaf. And sometimes, yeah, just standard canvas. Sometimes I use wood panels and I I like using the negative space of the wood panel itself to kind of incorporate like an organic feel. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much the extent of it. Nothing fancy. Your rig looks fancy for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Now, um, how do your trials like manifest into your work? Like, um, what's your process of expressing emotions? Is it like, I have this feeling I'm going to paint what I'm feeling, or I have this energy, I'm going to use this energy through my paintbrush. Like the painting might not have anything to do with the feeling, but it was the energy that was put behind it. I think both of the above apply. I think usually I try to plan my things out just because it makes me more comfortable when I'm painting, but sometimes it is spontaneous and there is like I am just guided by whatever I think or feel at the moment. But sometimes it'll be like there's an emotion that drives the concept of the piece. And yeah, so that I try to capture things through like movement and color, but it doesn't always work out. Yeah. <laughs> now, what um, <clears throat> role does art take in your life? Like, is this something that you gain joy from or something that you simply ex like you gain joy as you're doing it or like you gain joy from the finished product or is it something that you really use like as a therapeutic method i definitely both? yeah both as therapy and also just the process of creating art is so integral to my identity i don't i don't even remember a time where like art wasn't a part of my life but i feel like visual conceptualization is just a language that is entirely different from anything else and it's just so healing and cathartic to be able to express yourself and i, de I definitely don't gain joy from the finished product i know you said no <laughs> self-deprecation but i have i think i <laughs> i invented a concept called painting dysmorphia but basically every time i finish a piece i like that is the most revolting thing i've ever created i hate that shit. um but then it becomes neutral after a while, but yeah, usually I hate my paintings, but I think just the, the process of like, it's cool to be able to say like, I made that and like, this is my unique impact on the world, however small it may be, like I did that. Nah, I definitely feel you on that, especially like as a model, I'll be looking back at my photos, like these are garbage, get them out of my face. Like I can't believe I spent two hours on that shoot and I come back like a month later, like, yo, these are fire. Why didn't I post this? Like. <laughs> But I definitely feel you on that one. I mean, sometimes just like all the energy that it took to put out your art, you really can't even enjoy it. Like you don't have the energy to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people don't realize like <clears throat> art is something that takes your energy and 
not in a bad way because things are going to take your energy in general. So you do want to put it in something that you can at least reap the rewards of or at least, you know, say I feel better after it took my energy. And people kind of just think like, oh, you just paint or you just write or you just take photos like your job can't be that hard. And I'm like, it, it is like it's just as serious as someone like doing surgery. Like, right. Right. It's so like labor intensive. And people like kind of fail to realize that. So how would you define yourself as an artist just as a painter or mixed media? Do you see yourself expanding? Do you have other art that you produce and just don't share with the world? Um. I think primarily I'm a painter. I definitely see myself experimenting more in the future, but right now I'm comfortable and I'm a little afraid <laughs> to cross the boundary, but I think I have so much more room to grow even within this medium. So I think that like defining myself as a painter isn't necessarily confining, but I do potentially see myself experimenting more in the future. And I also, um, I think I paint from a perspective of personal narrative a lot and I, I'm trying to articulate more through like writing on my TikToks at least like the the meanings and stories behind my pieces. No, I think that's beautiful and I noted when you said you don't think defining yourself as a painter is limiting because I think a lot of time in the art community like I was like oh like this person's a rapper they're like no I'm not a rapper I'm an artist and I'm like <laughs> like you rap like it's cool like yeah. I'm not saying you're limited to rapping I'm saying like this is why like I associate you with and um yeah I think that's the kind of beautiful thing that you can take that title and still not be placed in a box because a lot of times people take titles and place themselves in boxes where they really weren't even there <laughs> but um yeah so you said you're 17 like I, you probably get this a lot, but like, what are your plans? Like, you sound like you're about to graduate. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know, to be honest. So, okay, before... That's valid. <laughs> before, this, before 2020, I did not think art would be a significant part of my life, like, at all. I thought it would just be, like, a side hobby at most. But with the pandemic, I had unprecedented free time on my hands, and I just did not know what to do with myself. So I ended up painting so in the year of 2019 I created like 15 total paintings like here and there like weekends over breaks but then in 2020 I created I think 74 or maybe it was 78 something 70 something paintings um yeah and so I think that it just like became I fell in love with art again and I think that I definitely want to incorporate it more seriously in my future plans than I previously thought. So I don't know what that'll look like, but yeah, I think definitely I'm going to be more art focused than I would have given you an answer like a year ago. No, I think not knowing is a beautiful and scary place to be. I remember um, being my senior year and I never like, honestly never thought I was going to make it to 18. So when I started like approaching 18, I'm like, yo, like what's like really what is about to happen? <laughs> and I remember like just rushing and like applying for schools and things like that. And even going to school and I'm only 21, about to be 22, and I've probably had like 30, 40 jobs. I've tried multiple career paths and not knowing is a beautiful place to be because I see so many of my friends stuck already at such a young age. Yeah. Because they chose to do something that didn't sit with their spirit or that they thought was a good idea. They just didn't give themselves time to grow. Like, I'm not saying like, don't go to school or anything like that, but definitely like take your time and don't let anyone rush you in anything. And don't even let yourself rush you in anything. Like there's no rush to get it together because the right. more you start rushing, that like it's sloppier. 
I agree. And also, I think there's just, there's not really a need to, like, we have, like, I, I think I'm still young enough to the point where I haven't been able to explore the world, and I don't presume to, like, know enough about myself or the world to be able to, like, commit to a path and follow it. And I know I'm going to change, so I might as well just, like, leave myself open to try 17 everything. and 18 is such a young age for them to be like, no, you need to figure your life out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? Like, that makes no sense. Like, I can't even get a drink and you want me to figure my life out? Like, you can't even buy, like, tobacco now. Yeah, yeah Like, exactly. how, can, how do they want you to know what you're going to do? You can't even go buy right. some cigarettes if you felt like it. Right. Nah, that's kind of crazy. I'm glad you see that, too. I'm glad you see that, too. A lot of people don't see it. Yeah. But I feel like you're on a great start with like your own nonprofit. You're a business owner at this point. Yeah, I was just thinking about I have to learn how to do taxes, and I'm not scared. I'm not, not excited for that part. Um, Listen, I, taxes are not my. I have not done taxes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, and I know it sounds bad, but you get like five years to do them. Yeah, I'm already three years behind. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. Um, if I ever go to prison, it'll definitely be accidental tax fraud. I'm telling you. <laughs> I got you right here recording. I'm like, nope, she didn't do that because she told me she ever went. <laughs> it was only for tax. And I believe that taxes are pretty confusing, though. Yeah. And Other countries, they like, they will, the government will do it for you and send you a bill. So much simpler. And I think it's kind of wild that they don't just yeah. do it and send you a bill it makes no sense even like with the whole like stimulus check thing like i got my stimulus check in a, on a paper to my mom's house and i'm like 12 hours away i haven't lived with my mom in years mm-hmm. how do you not know where your people are right <laughs> like exactly. it makes no sense and like you're gonna convince me it's my job to do taxes and you know exactly how much i made and how much you took exactly so you like individuals have the responsibility to get it right and then they can get fined or put in jail if they do it wrong when the government knows all this information and also it lets the billionaires exploit these loopholes that are putting the burden on everybody else now the government is wild and that's kind of what i realized over the whole pandemic um <clears throat> One thing that would like, I think, what happen when you start exploring more, you're gonna get so radicalized. Like you're gonna realize all these problems, and you're gonna see the government and people who are supposed to help you fail you in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah a yeah, lot I more agree. ways than you can imagine. Like you probably, like, I know, growing up isn't easy. So yeah, it just gets it's baffling because like you go to these bigger places, especially like living like somewhere like the city, you see these huge homeless populations. And you see all these people like asking for help and people just like, nah, like go over there and like point you around. And that's very sad. So something as simple as, you know, the coloring books has a huge impact because it's so like something like the healthcare system is so hard to navigate. Right. So like just to even like, you know, like you give that pack, like that little coloring page to a child and that parent seeing that child smile, like could just bring joy for a whole week in a very stressful situation. So the government had like is really fucking us up, but like it's people it like you who up. are keeping us, you know, keeping <laughs> yeah. people alive, and people keep, keeping actually, people going. I think I forgot to mention, but I think that in college, my plan for now is to double major in poli sci and visual art. You have a school you're thinking about? Um, <laughs> I feel like I don't want to name any of them because. <laughs> I'm paranoid that I'm just going to get rejected from all of them. But yeah, I my parents are not cool with me applying to art school. So I'm just trying to do liberal arts schools that have strong arts programs. You're not hearing this from me. If I were to, in your situation, 
if you are paying for you to go to school, you are taking out loans and like no one else is helping you. Because I know that's the situation a lot of times. Go far. Like if you're going to be in debt, if you're going to be in debt for school, you might as well do it big. Right. Right. That's awesome. Like, you might as well be happy because I have friends who are like hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at 21. And I'm like, bro, that's wild. Like, are you having a good time there? Like, that's all. Right. That but yeah, no, follow your dreams. What art schools are you interested in? So, okay, I wasn't going to apply to any, but my friend who I actually met through TikTok, but so he's also an artist and he's the same age as me, but he convinced me to maybe apply to RISD, even though Where's not that? very far. It's in Rhode Island, still winter, but it is a really good school. And then they also do like um, cross registration with Brown. So you can take kind of both, you can utilize those resources, which is very cool, but I'm not going to get in. <laughs> oh, Don't say that. No, Don't say that. <laughs> I forgot about that part. No. No, that, you have to speak life into the situation. You're going to get in. Thank you. And if you, and it's not even like getting your hopes up. It's just like, you're going to like, you're going to get in somewhere. If you say you're going to get in all these schools, one of them is going to come through. <laughs> I hope so. I really hope so. One is definitely going to come through. And I think if you do, um, I think if you do an art school, you have a lot to talk about with your whole nonprofit like you are a candidate that someone doesn't have to put much work into because you already want to like, no one has to force you to receive help. It seems like, cause you're already willing to help yourself and other people. Mm-hmm. So you are a great candidate for any school. And if any school doesn't choose you, you're kind of stupid as hell. Like no offense. Like it would be an honor to say that you will be an alumni. So remember that, that you are the catch. Like these schools are thank choosing you. So you're not choosing them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh my God, thank you. The podcast manager was saying you do like give a portion of your proceeds you donate them um does that go back into your nonprofit or outsourced so i've been trying to do fundraisers for like different causes like i did a painting of george floyd and raised i think like 400 dollars for the naacp and then over my birthday week i donated all of the proceeds from prints that i sold that week to um i did campaign zero and then save the children yemen and then um oh yeah i think it was the the navajo hopi uh covid19 relief fund i believe and yeah so i've been trying to donate to places like that um and yeah i just i think that with my platform on tiktok i just was never expecting to have one i think it's kind of my duty to utilize it for a good cause um, yeah, because I, I think that right now I am like I have more than I could ever need. And I'm so grateful and I have this privilege. So I might as well utilize it for the better. Yeah, I definitely feel you also start like you're doing a good job. Like you start with. Yeah, actually, me and like my friends, we try to like collect things for we I'm in Charlotte right now. There's this place called Tent City. So it's basically in our little uptown downtown area, they want to call it. <clears throat> people who live in tents in these big communities and people who live downtown are complaining about them being there as if they're not homeless and don't have anywhere else to go so it's like a fight with the city because you know taxpayers like we don't want them over here but the city's like we can't really like you know can't really kick them out and if we like they don't want to do anything about the problem so they're Mm -hmm. trying to ignore it because if they make them move they're gonna have to put them somewhere obviously so we would like just gather um like little things like toiletries and stuff like that like over the weeks and try to bring them over there and right now we're actually um gonna do a camp not a campaign but like a little something by the end of the month to like cook them hot meals 
So we're trying to figure out um, how to go about asking for donations and things like that. So maybe that's something we can talk about like outside of this. You can kind of help me with that. I don't have that much experience. It's kind of just been like out of our own pockets, which is cool, but you can only give so much. (laughs) You know, like I want them to have as much as they can and feel like the community is behind them. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people just live life without compassion and it's really sad, but I think that if everybody just brought more compassion towards others, towards themselves, um, it just would make the world a better place. I believe that too. Like people are like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I kind of just want to work for like, I'm a big believer in God. I'm a big believer in Christ. I just want to work for the Lord. Like, I don't think I'll ever have to work like a real job again. If that makes sense. I'm calling it now at such a young age and I'm going to see if that like prophesizes on my life and like that'll be my testimony like when I die. But I think if you do things like take care of others, like it will come to you because that's just the order of nature. Like when you give, you receive. Okay. Yeah. I personally am not religious, but I still like have this cosmic gratitude for like the universe. Like there's so much. I'm so, I'm so lucky to be here to even exist. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I feel like yes. I have a duty because I think my existence has no inherent purpose, but we give it purpose through serving others, through relationships and through just like being yes. the best people we can be. So I might as well. Honestly, I feel you. Here. Like how you say you're not religious. I don't think there's a difference in any one that we put our energy into. Like, I think it's just, yeah. And that's why I'm like, yeah, yo, like I you're right. It. Like there's no way like we both can perceive that message in two different ways. And you guys like not tell me like they coexist or at the very least, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. a lot of people are always like, yeah, exactly. People try to like <clears throat> confine religion to like one thing and then confine something else in one thing. And it separates us. And we need to focus on like what we have right, in common. Right. Like you said, like we aren't here for anything but to help each other. So once we start putting up these barriers, like, oh, you believe in this and they're like, I can't rock with you. And said we need to like find more common ground. Like, hey, this is what my deity wants me to do. This is what my energy like says I should do. We should do it together. Exactly. I think it's because we we conflate it with human structures and make it very human centric and define lines that are like that we ourselves construct around like social and political structures about scripture like things that we insert between each other in order to tribalize that don't actually matter you're a great person (laughs) i'm so happy to have this conversation (laughs) with you thank you you're gonna be wow it's like you're 17 (laughs) it's like i know i've known a lot of 17 year olds you know from being 17 and it sounds like you know exactly where you're gonna end up even though you don't know where you're going I do not. I do not. But I pretend. (laughs) You know you're going to end up doing great things. And you don't know which great thing it might be. But you're like, it's going to be great. And that's all that matters. You don't know how you're going to get there. But it's going to be great. And I see that for you. I hope you believe that in within yourself. You want to plug like your socials, like any websites, Instagram, TikToks, promotions you got going in. Like don't like anything. Um, Jackie Lou Art on TikTok and Instagram, and I just launched a website this week, JackieLouArt.com. Ooh, all right. We're going to definitely tag those in there for you. Thank you so much for being a part of this. It was a great talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. This was such an amazing experience.
Special thank you to Jackie Liu for joining us on this week's episode. You can find more of Jackie and her beautiful work on Instagram at Jackie Liu Art. That's J-A-C-K-I-E-L-I-U Art. Or the website she just launched, JackieLuArt.com. We love being able to amplify voices, organize art shows, give artist grants, residencies, and produce unique content for you. To keep our platform going, we need your help. Visit weroamfreely.org slash donate to support however you can. If it's $5, 20 or 100 it really does make a difference and supports our mission of increasing representation of women and non-binary artists of color. We Roam Freely is currently accepting submissions from visual artists for our March 2021 virtual art showcase. For more information on this podcast guest, as well as submission links, please visit this episode's description box and follow us on Instagram at We Roam Freely. And don't forget, whatever that thing is, do it.